You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hi, Tim. Hi, Sean. It's good to be back on your patio. It's a, yeah. It's another gorgeous night. I think this is an optional one. I think we're probably in, in the clear. We are, but it, we. I personally had fun hanging out outside last episode. So Fun I pushed, enough that you I, went from horchatas to margaritas. Right. It's it's a little hotter today. Uh, <laughs> it seemed more like a margarita day, but it's just great to be outside. It sounds like a neighbor of yours is getting their roof redone all day. And so I'm hoping I have the settings on uh, on the recording here where it'll cut a lot of that out. But if yeah, you, and, and and if it doesn't, just keep in mind no one's shooting at anybody. <laughs> It's a stable. It's a stable gun. And I haven't heard planes tonight, so let's cross oh, our I fingers heard one. that that I heard continues. One, but uh, you know, we don't get too many of them. It's just certain times you get a lot of them. That's true. Yes. All right. We. Uh, we did you have anything you else you wanted to, well, to just, bring I'm, up here I'm before just, we jump I'm, in? Well, you and I are about to head up north for our annual little thing, and I'm wondering how you feel about your baby going off to college. Uh, it is my baby. It's my younger son. Um, you know, it, it, it feels good. I've, I've been up to, uh, orientation weekend with him. I've gotten to see the campus and his dorm. This is your way of telling the, the, the thieves that you're, you're not a, a neglectful parent <laughs> because you're not going. <laughs> well, so I checked with my son, yep. I checked with my wife. I yep. got the green light from both of them. Was it the real green light or was it the, oh sure. Yeah, you can go. I mean. No. It's your last child heading no, off to college. No, I'm sensitive to that kind of pressure. I, <laughs> they they know what... Uh, you you what, pick up what, when someone's laying that down, you're picking that up. Yeah, they know what Fiddlesticks Weekend means to me, so they didn't yeah. want to stand in the way. And you and you took him up for the orientation. And plus, he's coming back home in about two weeks to go to a concert with your son, so... Yeah. It's, like, it's hard, like he's hardly leaving. I literally don't see him for two weeks sometimes when he's in town. Right, because <laughs> so, he doesn't need you anymore. So it doesn't. It's not really going to be all that different. My kid's doing college tours. He did. He just got back and then took off again. So, I haven't really had a chance to digest him for the uh, digest it with him. <laughs> digest him. I'm not digest. <laughs> I'm a big boy, but you know. So you haven't talked talked through the uh, the colleges too much that he saw. I got a. I got a. a so one thing that my wife and I notice is that when we go shopping for things, mm-hmm. if we don't know the price for them or for whatever thing we're looking for, we will always be like, this is the thing that we should get, and it's always the really expensive one. Okay. And and he has done the same thing with colleges. So we'll, <laughs> so his, he's chosen the one that doesn't do financial aid, really. Doesn't really fit. I mean, it fits. It'd be a good spot for him, so we'll see. But yeah, now you have to figure out how to pay for it if you're going to. Yeah, well, I mean, to say he's picked it, he hasn't picked it, but he's he's identified it as a strong candidate. And you're not saying which which school that is. It is in the Boston area. Okay, (laughs) 
Does the greater Boston. By the way, if he goes to college in Boston, I would love it because Boston is a really cool town. Does it start with H and end with D and have Arva in the middle? It does Arva. not. It does not. <laughs> okay. It does not. It right. may have the word Boston in the name. Oh, okay. And it, and it's a college? It is a college. Okay. All right. <laughs> it is a college. I have yes. a guess. You have no, a guess. I'm just kidding. Uh, and they have hockey there. That's okay. that's always a, a major important factor, right? right. My family is, is they have to be able to watch hockey games. Right. Um, I got a quiz for you. Okay. You ready? I don't know. What's the quiz about? It's about receivers. Okay. Or pass catchers. It's called pass catchers, right? Okay. And it's topical because today... Well, should we talk about what we're doing today? Let's talk about what we're doing today. Okay. Well, today. Today we we have eight underrated players on today's show. Yeah, and and these are players that you and I think are sexy. Well, so what? But what's wrong with being sexy? Well, there's nothing wrong with being sexy. But the problem is, is that not everybody else agrees, and that's why they're underrated. Okay. And so, so that's why we're calling this I'm Too Sexy for My Rank. It is. Okay. It is. So, uh... So here's the deal. Let's talk about the first one I want to talk about. Uh, well, I'll save that. Okay. So there have been nine players in the over the last three years that have had two top 25 touchdown seasons, which basically correlates to nine touchdowns or more. Nobody in- has had three top 25 touchdown seasons in the last three years, right? There have been nine players that have had two. Two top 25 touchdown seasons in the past three years. Receiving. Receiving touchdowns. So. And none have had three. None have had three. So who are the nine? Do you think you can guess the nine? No. With only three strikes. (laughs) Only three strikes. You think you can guess the nine? Uh, I I cannot. Shall we try? There's several reasons for it. One, this this is something I'm not good at. Uh, off the top of my head. Fancy football, yeah. And then two, you, you set this... Well, <laughs> wow. You set this <laughs> up joking. as part of the underrated episode, so I'm guessing there's going to be some surprising names on the list. I mean, okay, that's a fair guess, but okay. th- there, may be, there, there may be some truth to that. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. I'm going to start with Devontae Adams. Ding. Okay. Uh, Adam Thielen is a big touchdown scorer. Ding. Okay. Um... Uh, You're good at this. You're good at this. But not receiving. Is it a guess or is it not a guess? Uh, I'll I'll do a guess. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, No deal. I'm going to go with Kelsey. That's a ding. Okay. Um, You've got three out of four correct. Oof. Justin Jefferson? He's handicapped a little bit. He's handicapped. He's only been in the league two years, but nope. That's a... Okay. Not correct. You need to get a sound effect that's better than my... My gravelly voice. Are you um, down? You're down. Gosh, who? Oh, Mike Evans. Ding. Okay. All right, you got four. Got four of the nine. That's pretty good for me. It's pretty good. Um, another. I should have given you five strikes, but I'm gonna give you three. Ah, that's okay. Because people get bored. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, let's see here. I don't know. Let's go with. Uh, it's a terrible guess, but Cooper Cup is a name that. Ding. Oh, really? It's not a terrible guess. Uh, I just I don't view. I haven't thought of him as a big touchdown scorer before last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just top 25 in a given year. Well, so that's true. It's not, uh, it's not terrible. Nine touchdowns or more, basically. OBJ. Oh, no. Not oh, the past not, three years. Not the past if you go back years. to the 1800s, you get OBJ. That's, <laughs> that's okay. the next one. All right. So you so missed four. Five out of nine. That's yeah, pretty five good. Five out of nine. That's not too bad. I, I think I would have. 
I think I would have done better because I for sure would have guessed DK Metcalf. Oh. DK was one of them. Um, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Another one. Not a guy that I would just associate right. with touchdowns, right. but he has, has done it twice. Mark Andrews. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know you. If you had more strikes, you would have guessed Mark Andrews. Would have come around to him. Would have come around to him. And the last one is the guy I'm going to talk about right here. Oh. It's Mike Williams. Okay. Mike wow. Williams. Wow. Mike Williams is sexier than people think he is. Well, do tell. Can, okay. Convince me. So he is currently in Dynasty ADP. He's wide receiver 27. That's that, a little surprising. Yeah. Well, that makes his value makes no sense. So let's just, I just I, I, his profile. First of all, you look at his profile. High first round uh, draft pick, number seven overall. He's big bodied. He's fast. He was highly productive at Clemson. So big school. He came in, right? He entered, he entered the NFL and he disappointed. Mm-hmm. But did he? So that's the that's the, that's the impression that he's that people have of him. He was pretty disappointing for several well, seasons. Well, so here's the deal. In okay. 2017, his rookie year, he missed camp and the first six weeks of the year with a herniated disc. And then he essentially did nothing, right? So he did disappoint his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He's not the only person to ever disappoint his rookie year. But he he did nothing, um, but largely due to injury. Um, in 2018, he started only five games, but I would call that kind of his rookie year. Uh, finished with 664 yards and 10 touchdowns. Okay. So for your first year as a starter, or even as a major contributor to your team, that's that's better stats than lots of rookies. I mean, lots of guys who people are really excited about next year really had about 500 yards, right? Right. Uh, Elijah Moore, just well, and Chase, for example. Chase Claypool, was he that kind of guy too? Because yeah. he had, what, 10, 11 touchdowns yep. his rookie year? Yep, yeah, similar, similar kind of production. Next year... 2019, he started 15 games, uh, finished with a thousand yards, just didn't have a lot of touchdowns. So he's on a kind of a bad team. I think they only won like five games and and uh, four or five games, and he didn't have a lot of touchdowns. But he had a thousand yards as a third year player. Not so not so bad. Uh, 2020, this is his first year with Herbert. Um, he finished with uh, about 750 yards and five touchdowns. It was okay. It wasn't. That's not a great year. Right. But uh, then last year, um, he started 14 of, of, uh, of 17 games, and he finished with uh, almost 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. That's a nice season. It's a nice season. He finally put the yardage and the touchdowns together last year. Yeah, but if you're really looking at it, if you, for, if you just erase 2017 when he was hurt for half the year, Mm-hmm. That's a pretty that, that that's a pretty good profile. Start with about 650 yards, go up to a thousand. Yeah, you dip down, have a kind of a, a down year with a rookie quarterback. Um, when you're actually nicked up a little bit that year as well, and then uh, uh, and then you have the big year last year. Um, he just signed a three-year, sixty million dollar contract. He's which is basically guaranteed for the for the next two years. Um, Technically, the team could get out in 2024. It would be difficult for them to do so. It would be expensive for them to do so. So he's probably signed into that situation. Um, what is that situation? Well, he plays with arguably, I know a lot of people would argue this, but it is arguable that, that Justin Herbert is the uh, Dynasty QB one. 
You could argue. Yeah, plenty of people would would put him in there. He's at least in the conversation with Mahomes and and, and Allen, probably. Um, uh, Herbert has had, for example, just taking a quick look at him, he's had more passing touchdowns in his first two years in the history of the NFL. So, uh, and then the team uh, last year brought in a new head coach. They improved their offense, and that's another reason and why his his numbers bumped, arguably. And uh, so, then you look at what his target competition is. The only uh, he's got uh, uh, Keenan Allen, who's thirty, um, and uh, probably on the decline of his career at this point. Um, the only other. I'd say decent wide receiver they have on rosters, Josh Palmer, who has never even had a 500-yard season in college, so he's never been a high-volume player. I've uh, heard some some rumblings out of camp that he and Herbert are Palmer. Yeah, that they're staying after practice. Sure, and just sure. And, and, the ball and, around. And look, you and I have went on record chemistry. last year saying we like Josh Palmer despite mm-hmm. his lack of production. I'm only pointing out. A basic fact, which is that he's never oh, yeah, yeah. he's never had 500 yards, and when he does it, then we'll be like, "Yeah, we predicted it." But right now, when you're looking at uh, uh, the character I'm talking about, that wasn't a challenge. That was just a nugget. It felt challenging. It was a nugget. It's just maybe because I like Palmer, I'm like, "Oh, he's uh, yeah, yeah." Out. And I'm not trying to crap on Palmer. I'm just saying there's not a lot on sure. roster that's going to be Palmer. I think will probably eventually fill in for uh, for Keenan Allen, but um, but I don't think that really affects Mike Williams's um, targets. Last year he had about 130 targets, second to, to Allen. Um, uh, since 2019, so if you take out the first part of his career, he's had um, basically the same amount of receiving yards as A.J. Brown or Deontay Johnson. He's kind of right in between those two. Okay. Um, now those guys are rookies, but again, remember we're, we're, he had kind of that non-existent rookie year as well. Um, he's, uh, of the past, among the top receivers, he's got the most yards per reception of, of anybody in the past three years. Um, and it, I also look at how is he doing for his team, right? Is his team going to keep on relying on him? Um, in 2021, uh, uh, Herbert's quarterback rating was 97.7, which is very good. It was 111.5 when targeting, uh, Williams. Uh, I talked last week about expected points added. He was number 16 in the league there. So his team is seeing that they do better when Mike Williams is getting the ball. I will also note just casually from watching the games, uh, in key situations last year, fourth down conversions, et cetera, they, they targeted Williams. He is the guy that they – he's their go-to receiver. It's not Keenan Allen, even though Keenan Allen's probably a better receiver in terms of separation and whatnot. They trust his contested catch ability, and he's one of the better contested catch guys in the league as it is. So there's a lot of reasons to think that they're going to keep on doing what they're doing. Consider that also that he's only just barely 27 years age. He's likely to have three high-level years at least going forward. Uh, You're looking at a guy who is likely to be the dominant fantasy producer in a high-powered offense over the next three years. Nice. So he is sexy. He and is. You, we got all these people who don't want to like him. Uh, so and you got a chance to go get him. Go get him. Possibly. So, so you look at who, who are similar ADP guys, guys who have higher ADPs than he does. Um, Hollywood, who I kind of like. Godwin, coming off an injury. Judy, who's done nothing. Keenan, who's 30. 
Garrett Wilson, who's done nothing, and who I like. Traylon Burks, who hasn't done anything, and actually is, well, I think everybody knows I don't like him very much. Uh, Rashad Bateman, who has done nothing. Uh, Amari Cooper. Those guys are all have higher ADPs than him, and, and basically I think Mike Williams uh, has a better chance at putting up some significant numbers than any of those guys. Um, the only player on that list that has actually done anything is Godwin, and he's uh, injured and has a 45-year-old quarterback, and we don't know what's happening next. So uh, I'd rather have Mike Williams than any of them. There you go. I like that, Sean, and I especially like that because Mike Williams is on my Scott Fishbowl team, <laughs> and I need him because I, I shrugged off the wide receiver position for late. many rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you know, I think it's a good bet. I think it's a good bet, and uh, I, I you know, injury would be the question, I think, but I don't think he, I don't see anything that says he's likely he doesn't have a chronic thing where right. it's his. He's not, sorry, but AJ Brown's got bad knees, and they're going to continue to be bad knees. He doesn't have that. So nice. There you go. Well, I'm going to bring up a guy. This is not news. I feel like Robert Woods is that under- is the least sexy man <laughs> in fantasy football. Just about. <laughs> Right? Is and he he's, not? He's, yes, he's undervalued every year, but I just couldn't take it this year. I looked at his ADP. He comes in as the wide receiver 54. 54. 54. Yes. Why, why is that he's happening? He's drafted as a dynasty wide receiver 5. Yeah, right, exactly. He's old. So, so why is that happening? He is 30. I mean, you probably are looking at one to two years with him. Yep. Maybe a third year if he's one of those crazy dominant receivers that makes it to 32. But... In 2021, last year, he only played nine games, but he was the wide receiver 17 in points per game during that time. In 2020, he was the wide receiver 13 overall and wide receiver 19 in points per game. Did you have something to say? Well, I was just, you know, Matt Stafford, and this is a different offense there. Sure. Than than uh, than what he's looking at in Tennessee. You they, you might be might be building my case a little bit too. Okay. I mean, just his wide receiver seventeen points per game in twenty twenty one, nineteen in points per game in twenty twenty, wide receiver eighteen in points per game in twenty nineteen, in twenty eighteen he's the wide receiver sixteen in points per game. Yep. All the guy does it's is nothing put like fifty four, is it? No, he he just puts in wide receiver two numbers all the time now he did get injured last year but it sounds like he's healthy he's been playing without a brace according to nbc's peter king i'm not at camp to see it but um and then you brought up Traylon burks earlier there's a lot of buzz coming out of camp that he's not ready he's playing with the twos and threes in camp and he's had the issues with his health and with his conditioning (laughs) So I'm giggling only because of the the Traylon Burks truthers who are I have have uh, filled my timeline with video of Traylon Burks like literally what I said he does just pushing down a like an undersized uh, CFL D back and catching a ball and was like that ain't gonna work. You're like that's that's not gonna work on game day, dude. You're not showing me anything I don't no, know. It, there's 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 very little. Uh, he's not showing anything I have seen that that makes me think that he can separate in the NFL without pushing, which is what I said about him and what I said about Nikhil Harry. It's the same thing. So yeah, you just you put all that stuff together. I ex- actually expect Robert Woods to be the number one pass catcher in Tennessee this year. Oh yeah, if not the whole season, a really big chunk of it. Uh, and when, like I mentioned, when he's healthy and seeing targets, he's going to put up wide receiver two numbers. So 
to have this ADP as a wide receiver five is, I just don't understand. It's a steal. He's sexy at that ADP. Yeah. And uh, I did not put together a uh, an ADP because list. Because they're in the 50s, and they're, they're all, like, <laughs> guys that are not even on roster anymore. Well, I also think, too, these are guys that you're going to go trade for, and it just depends so much on who yeah. is already on your Who's team. Who's on your and, team and whatnot. So, but uh, if you can go So you're Woods, saying that all the work that I did is pointless? No, I don't know. See, I'm, there's a plane. Yes. They do exist. I'm just explaining away my laziness and not coming that's up fine. with no, ADP that's okay. names. I embrace it. And the, yeah, so and Woods, you know, moving around team to team, it just shows you he's. I mean, he's pretty team proof. Let me be really clear. Mm-hmm. I love him at his ADP. I 100% embrace everything you said. I, I wonder if in the Rams' offense, if he's a low end wide receiver. Um. Two. I, I think people's expectations should be a little bit more like wide receiver three in the in the Tennessee offense. But that's still, he's being drafted as a wide receiver five. Right. So and and it, there's a dynasty component to it, absolutely. Um, but uh, especially if I want a solid contributor on my team that's going to get the ball week in and week out and be productive, um, you know, I think he's a great bet. All Me right. Too. Can I switch to quarterback? Let's do it. I'm going to talk about a guy that I have a hard time grasping that I'm going to say because I don't like him. I'm just gonna as a Vikings fan, I don't like Kirk Cousins. As like you don't like to watch him play? Ah, he's a fine player. I don't and I'll just put this out there. I don't like I felt he put last year put the, himself above the team when he didn't get vaccinated and as a result when we had to beat the Packers to make the playoffs sorry, when the Vikings had to beat the Packers to make the playoffs, he wasn't there for it. And so and I just think nah, I mean everybody's entitled to their personal beliefs, but that's what the team needed him to do, and and he didn't do it. And I feel so that bothers me. It's not it's not about the vaccine per se. It's just about being a leader on a team, and and so he lost me as a Vikings fan last year. Now that said, he's a really good buy. <laughs> so I would for sure uh, for sure take him. He's dynasty quarterback twenty, and twenty is. I'm just sorry. It's just it's just kind of insane for a, a guy like Kirk Cousins. So, if you look at Kirk Cousins' profile, Vikings uh, signed him in 2018. He had three straight 4,000 yard passing seasons. He's since he's been in purple. He's thrown for over 4,000 yards every single year that he has started at least 16 games. He was just under one year, but he he missed a game. Um, he's thrown. Same thing. He's thrown for over 30 touchdowns every year uh, that he has started 16 games in Minnesota. Uh, he is uh, remarkably durable. He's only missed two games since coming to Minnesota. One was the COVID miss, and one was a was another little thing. He missed another week. Um, people don't like him because he's not, he's not an athlete. I mean, he is an athlete. He's an NFL player. But he, compared to other high level athletes he's not an he's not an athlete he doesn't leave that impression yeah well he's not yeah. running for a yeah. lot and if you watch him run it's you know he's yeah he makes tom brady look fast but <laughs> but but uh so uh the other thing that people have an impression of that i don't think is entirely correct is that minnesota's offense is a run first offense i think that's a it's a big thing since he came to minnesota um, minnesota's been 29th 4th 6th and 15th in rush percentage so you know a couple seasons where it's been high, but but not consistently. Um, and if you look at 
over the past four years, he's thrown the seventh most passes in the NFL. Um, he's averaged one pass per attempt per game fewer than Aaron Rodgers. So um, that I would not say is, is somebody who, who doesn't pass the ball much. I right. think that's uh, okay. if you say, oh, he's just like Aaron Rodgers, then I think that's going to. Uh, he's, uh, he's active for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's not dead. He's active. So <laughs> should we tell people, when you said he's active for sure, my wife passed me a note that I had to go vote. So <laughs> that's, I was saving up that response for about 15 minutes while I ran and sprinted and voted. Oh, oh, that's what happens when you have time to, to think about things. Yeah, it's, it's like those moments like when you, it's those moments when you, uh, yeah, when you have, if, if you have a 15 minute break after er- everything somebody says, you can always come up with some kind of witty comeback. I'm not actually even calling that witty. I'm just saying, you know, it's a nice ideal situation. Speaking of ideal situations, keep in mind that Kirk Cousins is only 33 years old. He's the same age, basically, as Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford. Um, he currently has two high-level wide receivers, one of whom is on that, that, that touchdowns list, and the other one is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. I'm not saying he is that best wide receiver in the NFL, but he, it's, it's arguable. Probably the best young wide receiver. Well, in I mean, the NFL. you got Jamar Chase. We'll see if he does it a second year. But, like, you know, coming into the league and having two years like that, that's pretty impressive. Yes. Um, and then so you, so you look at that situation, and that's that's already that means he's better than the, the number 20 overall quarterback because, you know, Russ and Stafford are both significantly higher than him. Um and he belongs in that same conversation, except the Vikings changed head coaches. They went from a more conservative head coach to Kevin O'Connell, who has been the offensive coordinator for the Rams the past two seasons when they've had the seventh most passing yards in the league over those during that time period. Uh, if he runs anything like the same offense that he ran in, uh, in L.A. Did I say San Francisco? I don't know. If I did, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean it. I mean yeah. LA. If you're anything like, and if I didn't say that, then shame on you for t- for claiming that I did. Um, <laughs> I was distracted. You, oh, yeah. By the you, dog you had or... been, you'd, no, you'd been talking about Stafford, who's the guy I'm going to talk about next. So yeah. I was just doing well, some and calculations I, and, and, in my clear, head. I, I think I even said it last week. I like Stafford. I'm just saying this guy's rated even lower than that. And he actually has a really nice situation to take being a good quarterback to being a very good quarterback. He, he's he got a newly minted contract. He's always, maybe he's the most overpaid quarterback in the league, but doesn't change the fact that he is uh, uh, tied to this team for the next two years. He's got a couple of phantom years after that, but, uh, you know, the Vikings have no plan. They got no viable plan to replace him. Right. Uh, they drafted Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond may not even make the team this year. He has been a significant disappointment. Um. So who are the who are his ADP neighbors? Um, Stafford, who's a year older. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's turning thirty nine, so six, six years, years older, older roughly. Uh, Tua is young but has done nothing. Derek Carr, who's surprisingly thirty one years old. Uh, Tom Brady, who's forty five. <laughs> Mac Jones, who's not any good. Uh, and then and then Kirk, and then and then you get uh, Zach Wilson. Okay, but like he hasn't done anything and looked pretty bad last year and Kenny Pickett who I think is awful in all regards and if I'm wrong about that then 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 you can use this one in the reckoning but but Cousins doesn't belong in that conversation he is going to be 
Um, so Kevin Connell made Jared Goff quarterback 19. And Jared Goff's not good at football. Um, sorry, Johnny. <laughs> um, uh, since he joined the Vikings, uh, Kirk has uh, had the seventh most fantasy points as a quarterback in the league. And it's because he's always healthy and because he's consistent. He's been quarterback 13, quarterback 15, quarterback 11, quarterback 11. He's always hovering around that low-end QB1, high-end QB2. Uh, in the past four years, he's consistently been better than Russ, uh, Stafford, um, Carr. Um, I, I guess Russ is only since Jefferson joined down, but he's Jefferson's on the team. So I see it as that he is likely to be a low-end QB1, top 10 quarterback, 8, 9, 10, in that range <clears throat> for uh, for the foreseeable future. And I don't understand why he is quarterback 20. I think there's nothing that would suggest that he's on the way out. There's nothing to suggest that he's fading. Um, he has been successful on two different NFL teams. If the Vikings decided to move on from him, I'd have no reason to think that he couldn't be successful on another team. So, uh, Kirk Cousins, sexy MF. Go get him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I mentioned I was going to talk about Matthew Stafford. He's going as the quarterback 14 in Dynasty Startups. Uh, And he is sexier than Kirk Cousins. A little. I'll say that, a little. But, but, you know, as you were talking about Kirk, I feel like there's just these guys like Kirk Cousins and Robert Woods, who I was talking about earlier, and Matthew Stafford. They just, for whatever reason... There's just there's not a lot of that sex appeal. You can to just them. ink Kirk Cousins for four thousand yards plus and thirty plus touchdowns a year, and there, especially in a superflex league like that guy is that guy's gold. And sure. you know Matt Stafford, you probably can ink him down for even a little bit more than that. So so yeah, I mean, why is he not sexy? I, I don't know the answer. He's he was 30. the number one overall pick. That's pretty sexy. He's what? Way back when he was a oh right, yeah, but yeah, way back then that was a long time ago. It was. Uh, it was he's Detroit. only Detroit's not sexy. <laughs> well, Sorry, Johnny. Yeah, he is thirty-four years old, as you mentioned. Maybe that's not sexy. I don't know. Uh, he's just not a. I'm air quoting a fun QB. Maybe I don't know. I I, I think he's a good QB. So, here's the thing. He, I think even though he's thirty-four, that's really not that old for a quarterback like Mm-mm. Stafford. I think he's going to be playing for plenty longer. Um, and he's got an extremely safe floor. Since 2011, he's only missed a total of eight games. Those were all in one stretch in 2018 when he broke his back. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy plays through through injuries. He's going to be on the field unless it's a Did really— he like, win a game with, like, a separated shoulder, and he stayed in the game and then won the game? Like, he's a gamer. He's a gamer. So, and here are his QB finishes since 2012. And I only go back that far because that's when Fantasy Pros stops compiling stats yeah. like that. Um, but he's finished as the QB 11, 7, 15, 9, 7, 7. He did finish as a quarterback 20 in 2018. That's not per game. That's total, right? 
that's uh, that's total. That's yeah, because if I remember that year, he was actually having quite a good year until he got hurt. Well, no, that was 2018. Versus, I don't remember what was going on in 2018. He actually played the full season and oh, okay. just right, finished right. poorly. But in 2019, those that nine-game season, or, yeah, nine-game season, I think it was, um, he was seventh in points per game. Right. Uh, then he finished as a QB 15 and then five. So I, I listed all of those off because he's going as the quarterback 14 right now. He's basically met or exceeded his ADP every year of his career except that 20 quarterback 20 finish so just and this a, is and, and to be clear i mean like and i'm not trying to i'm really not trying to just crap on detroit he was playing on some awful teams there where he was the only thing going and he did have i mean he had calvin he had some players but like but like it's nothing like the offense he's in right now right Yes, right. So he just moved to this team. He's in his current situation, which isn't changing much. Um, there's a little bit of turnover there, but uh, he was the quarterback five last year. So I just think if you can get a guy, I think he's got a really good shot at finishing as a top-end quarterback one again. And uh, I think he's, if worst-case scenario, he's going to exceed that quarterback 14 ADP. Uh, in fact, if he doesn't, Sean, yeah, I'll, eat, do? I'll eat a frog. No, really? You and I will both eat a frog. I'm not going to eat a frog. I'm not. I'm not giving the frog bet for Matt Stafford. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just. You know, I save it. Okay. I'm not going to just throw it out there, but it's fine. I will make sure that you eat the frog. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, but it's, I don't think it's going to happen because because he's in a great situation. It would take an injury. It would take an injury, and you probably should put an injury well, proviso. Yes. If, if he gets injured, all if he plays off. anything close to 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 17 games, I think you're very very safe. In that. For, QB 14 and points per game. Yeah. How about that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, done. That's all. Well, that's a quick one on Matt Stafford. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, that's good. Should we? Sh- I'm going to switch over to tight end here. Okay. I'm going to bring up Robert Tunyon, baby Kittle, right? Tight end 25, which mm-hmm. means he is 20, a tight end three. Right. Barely. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is a tight <laughs> well, end no, three. Well, no, actually. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Tight end three. Um. And this is in a situation where uh, he plays for Green Bay, as if some people may have forgotten. Green Bay lost MVS and I think another guy. What's his name? Uh, oh, yeah, Devontae Adams. <laughs> right. So they lost a lot of targets. So uh, here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the football. He just is. They're not going to shift into, uh, yep, they got a couple good running backs, but they he is still going to throw the football. Uh, what did they gain? Okay, they gained Christian Watson, who you and I both like, but he's basically missed camp, so we don't know what they have there. And if he is good, uh, he's going to be coming in as uh, you know as a rookie, and he's got there'll be a learning curve. And missing camp is not great. So the long term bet, I'm not saying I'm out on Christian Watson. I'm just saying short term, I'm not sure that's great. And mm-hmm. long term, we don't know. Um, Romeo Dubs, who's making some noise in camp, um, kind of an MVS clone. But probably inferior to MVS. Uh, I didn't. I don't know. I never know. But I didn't love him, and I think that there's a ceiling in what he can do. He's just not. He's just not athletic enough to to do a lot more than just kind of be that deep guy. I uh, think I liked him more than you did. You did, uh, but you were wrong. <laughs> uh, Sammy Watkins, who uh, is basically taking the Devontae Adams role, and I guess. I, it's hard. I know you, you, you're reacting that. to that sentence, right? Yeah. It's hard to actually even say that sentence because 
there's probably no greater gulf in between players in terms of how I feel about them than <laughs> Devontae Adams, and Sammy Watkins, the best receiver in the NFL, I still think, and Sammy Watkins, who I think is the worst receiver in the NFL that has that occasionally starts. Like I can't think of anybody that I'm like that that is a starter. Um, he has exactly one good game, and and whatever. So I'm just. So that's it. Uh, tight end. There's really they got 38 year old blocker Mercedes Lewis and uh, Josiah Deguara, who is kind of like a tight end, kind of like a receiver, but kind of like nothing. Like he tore his ACL his rookie year. Last year he had like 300 yards receiving. He's just not much. Um, all these vacated targets and in you know the new player. I think, I'm not one of these people who I'm never going to say, oh, Robert Tunyon's going to suddenly have this great year. No, but everybody's going to get a bump. Everybody's going to get a bump. In 2020, uh, Tunyon was tight end three overall. Yeah. Uh, but he did it with only like less than 600 yards receiving and 11 touchdowns. So regression came. The next year, he tore his ACL halfway through the season. Before that, he was on. He was tight end 22, which isn't great. Um, he was on pace for about 450 yards and, and three touchdowns. Um, but, it, you know, I, I, I honestly, I think, you know, he wasn't having a great season, but you have, you cannot, like, forget the fact that they had on the best receiver in the NFL soaking up a massive amount of targets. And, uh, you know, not Cooper Cup level targets, but a lot of targets. He and, was number two, I think, behind. Yeah, 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 right. Like yeah. 30, 30 targets behind. Quite a few but, behind, but, but but still a lot of a lot of targets. And, uh, you know, over the past couple of years when Devontae Adams has been out, there have been three game, three such games, Tenyon has averaged five receptions for 68 yards and more than a touchdown per game. So uh, that adds up to about almost 17 points in half-point uh, half PPR, which would be the tight end one in every single year of the past 10 seasons except for 2019 when it would just be barely tied into Kelsey had more than that it was like 17.2 or something like that points per game you're saying if you extrapolate if you extrapolate now, can you extrapolate three games no of course you can't extrapolate three games and he's not going to be the tight end one I'm not going to not making that argument but um, uh, you know he, he basically he's not going to get enough passing volume even with Devontae Adams to be a really true top flight tight end the only way he can get there is with tight end volume but actually there's a there's a chance that he can get the tight end uh, sorry the touchdown touchdown volume because um uh i i think that that that's kind of the uh um there's an argument for it i think with with yeah. who's leaving that he might actually be used on the goal line quite a bit um he's actually he's only 28 years old it's not young it's not old that's it's sweet spot sweet for spot a tight for end. a tight end uh he's on kind of a nothing contract a one-year deal um packers are going to re- need to reload soon they don't really have much uh, i mean they've got an older quarterback they've they're probably set in the running game in the near future but really they have very little at wide receiver that's proven um uh but he is a cheap option and i think he's stable so i think that uh, there's a decent chance that they just kind of keep him along there because he's, he's affordable. Um, guys you can get for him uh, or you or, can trade to get him. Uh, Ingram, 
who I think has been a, a significant disappointment, uh -huh. and I have no reason to think that he's going to do anything better. Yeah. And then a, a whole bunch of these kind of like guys that don't ever, ever amount to anything. We're talking about Everett, Hayden Hurst, uh, Tyler Higby, uh, and then some guys who haven't done anything yet, like Greg Dulcich, who I like, but hasn't done anything, and Adam Troutman, who has been around for a little bit and still has not done anything. Uh, and you can get here, you can get a guy who has been the tight end three and who is looking at a substantial uptick in volume. He's a steal. Go get him. I like it. I have a, a tight end to uh, offer up here too, Sean. Uh, okay, great. H Hunter Henry. Ooh, touchdown regression. Let's. You, well, you got to sell me on this one. Although he, uh, I think, what he have eight touchdowns last year. I think he's had eight touchdowns before in he's his career. Yeah. No, he had nine last year. Uh -huh. But I think he's had eight before. Now this truly. Uh, he was on my list of twenty-five. I remember that he had he had nine. Yep. It's this is truly um, not sexy. Okay. Like, why is Wait, he not? I'm confused now. Is he, he sexy or is he not sexy? He is. Is he sexy to you, Tim? He's not. He's not sexy, but I still think he's underrated. Okay. Or uh, undervalued anyway. Uh, here's what. Let me. So let, he's attractive. Let me just. I'll lay it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, nice. Here's why he's not sexy. I think he does have a low ceiling. He really doesn't have much upside going forward. I don't think. Sold. Uh, sold me. He's he's uh, when you're talking about tight ends, like he's. Uh, he's not a tight end one, or if he is, it's like number 12, right? Like he's, he's yeah. just kind of down around. That's where he lives as a tight end. So, but why do I think he's underrated? He's coming in or being taken as the tight end 19 in dynasty startups. Um, he's 27 years old, which we just mentioned with Tunyon is kind of in that tight end sweet spot. Sweet spot. Yep. Uh, Henry was the number two pass catcher on the Patriots last year behind Jacoby Myers, which also wasn't overly impressive. It's it's kind of a low yep. a low threshold to be the number two pass catcher there. But as tight end finishes and seasons that he's played, because he did miss 2018 with a torn ACL, but in his other seasons he's finished 9, 13, 14, 9-16. So he's... When he's played with Herbert and... He's played on a few different Rivers. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. So, but those have been his finishes. And it has been largely TD-driven. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that at the beginning, that he might be regressing. But it might be a little more sticky with Hunter Henry than typical. Uh, usually you can't predict touchdowns, and you still can't, but Henry... I like sticky and sexy. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what? I'm using your words. Right? No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, last your words, Tim Kennedy. Last year, Henry ranked uh, second among tight ends and tenth in the league in the NFL in red zone target share with 24.3 percent. He is a red zone weapon. He's a, he's a big guy on a team that doesn't have any talent at the wide receiver position. Right. So he's being used that way, and he actually has throughout his career. He's he's he hasn't had crazy touchdown production, but he has in in single seasons. Um, now, admittedly, there are some concerns with him. He's in a low-volume offense. Like really low volume. Yeah. Like tw I think they were 26th in the league last year in passing offense. Uh, Devontae Parker is now in town. Could steal some work for him from yeah, him. The possibly. underwhelming Devontae Parker. Yes, but... Um, we now have defensive coordinator Matt Patricia calling plays. Mm -hmm. Why? 
I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Matt, I, he's been a head coach, right? So maybe he, he's calling the offensive plays. He's calling the os- offensive plays. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick's a genius. He couldn't well, do anything wrong. I guess. Like draft terrible wide receivers for twenty years. So there are there are reasons to be concerned. However, I, I, that actually, I mean, yeah, he has been a head coach, but that is. You know what? Uh, I, I don't want to make the analogy that I want to make, but you know, n- nobody, only he can can know what the defenses are, are gonna are gonna do. So he's calling the offensive plays. It's a it's a like a jujitsu move where you, you know he knows what the defense is gonna call because he has a defense mindset, and so he knows the perfect play Belichick, every time. Belichick really is a genius. He's just a genius. He just knows this. <laughs> It's amazing. Possibly. So given those concerns, I still like Henry better than a bunch of guys that are around him. Actually, with all of these have a higher ADP than Henry does. Mike Gesicki, David Njoku, speaking of guys who haven't done anything. Done anything. Albert O. Um, there's a couple of younger guys that I think, at least in the short term, I'd rather have Hunter Henry and Trey McBride, who's going to be stuck behind Ertz, I think, for a bit, or at least sharing right. duties with him. And the Noah, salary cap league, especially where you might not get that payback right away. Right. Right. And Noah Fant is down there as well, who's now in Seattle, and who knows what's going to happen there, QB wise. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Some of those names I would want. Over Hunter Henry. Who who would you take over? I'd take Kasiki, and believe it or not, I would take Njoku. Just for the ceiling. Yeah, I'm not saying I buy Njoku, but money talks. They gave him a lot of money, and I do think they intend to give him a lot more. And they don't really have a whole lot there in the receiving department. So, you know, he's got to catch the football. But I still, I like kind of the volume play there. I do think it's a better team with a better quarterback. So more scoring opportunities. Um, but I understand like what he has done in the NFL compared to what Hunter Henry's done in the NFL. They're not on the same page. They're not, they're not they're, You have to flip the page over to find David and Joko. Well, and I started by saying this is not a sexy play. This is really, I'm talking probably you're in a tight end mandatory league Yep. or, Maybe tight end premium. Well, you got to fill a roster spot, and you can probably you go to your auction, and Hunter Henry's probably a guy you can get really cheap. Yes, and and you're probably looking at that borderline tight end one, tight end two range production for him. Right. So, yeah. It's can, not, you, I don't think you're going to get into a huge bidding war with somebody over Hunter Henry. No. And so if you're looking for a play, especially in the short term, where you can you can have a guy that's going to be involved in the offense, I I, I understand it then. Like for example, I have Kittle on our sal- my salary cap team. Yeah, he's going to get hurt. <laughs> you'd you'd want the second guy that yeah. can do something. Yeah. So like Henry kind of piques my interest for that, especially if I can go get him for minimum salary at the auction. Okay. All cool. right, that's it. All right, uh, on to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I've talked about Zeke in the in the previous week, so I'm I'm not going to beat everything into the ground about him. Um, right now, uh, he is running back twenty, and he just turned twenty seven years of age, which is not young, not old. Um, and I'm going to start with this the other way around. Here are the guys that are ahead of him in ADP with their ages. Austin Eckler is 27. Dalvin Cook is 27. Saquon Barkley is 26. 
Henry is 29. Cam Akers, okay. He's 23, but he's got the Achilles tendon of a 50-year-old. Alvin Kamara is 27. Aaron Jones is 28. Antonio Gibson, he's young, but also who knows. Monty is 25, and Playoff Lenny is 27. They're all basically at his ADP or close to it. And they're not any younger than he is, but with a few exceptions. So, in fact, most of them are older than him. Um, most of those are in far less stable offensive situations. Look at the Dallas offense. They're, they're primed to be productive offensively for the foreseeable future. Yep. They've got the quarterback. They've got the receiver. Um, uh, Talking and- about Tolbert, right? <laughs> I like Tolbert. I, know, I don't like I just... him as much as you do, but I like him. Um, uh, so, um, you know, the only person on that list that was a similar caliber prospect to Zeke was Saquon Barkley, right? Uh, kind of an undisputed top uh, draft pick in fantasy leagues, high first-round draft pick. Uh, right. Only person who coming into the NFL was was viewed that Way. Lenny was pretty high up there. Wasn't yeah, you're did right. he go fourth? No, no, Lenny or? was high too. You're yeah. right. You're right. Um but uh, uh we're still talking about um you know a, a collection of people who've had significant injuries and I'm thinking about Henry there. Um basically he's behind all these players and I'm, I just don't really I don't think the case is strong for why. If you look at what the concern is uh a lot of it comes down to two things. One, he didn't look great last year. When people were thinking about last year, he didn't look great. Um, but we did talk about this. He played through a torn PCL, which is nuts. And uh, and I think that affects people's perception. And I don't know that that is a fair thing to do, simply because there's no indication that that is going to be a lingering thing for him. Uh, number two, uh, everybody's like, oh, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard comes in occasionally in situations that are favorable for Tony Pollard, and he does well. And I'm not knocking Tony Pollard, but, you know, when, when Zeke missed a game, Tony Pollard had 12 carries. So he's not a workhorse back, is not in line to replace Zeke. I don't think he will ever replace Zeke. Somebody will replace Zeke, but I don't think it's Tony Pollard. Um, last year, he had the second most snaps in the NFL, um, with a torn PCL. Um, he is trusted in every situation by his team. They have locked him into this massive contract that he is, uh, as far as I can tell, he can't go anywhere for two years. I think, I think the second year they could get out from it with like an $11 million dead cap hit. They're not going to do that. Um, Assel, I think, honestly, I just think he smells like a career one-team guy. Like, you know, maybe he spends a couple years in his 30s playing for somebody else, but I think he's the meat of his career is going to be in Dallas. Um, so, uh, and, and when you look at production last year, people people think, well, you know, Dallas is on TV a lot, and so people see a lot of saw a lot of Zeke when he was injured, and well, he averaged he was averaging 3.7 yards per carry. By the way. That's when he was injured. And by the way, that's roughly what Najee Harris did last year for the whole season, right. healthy. And uh, and before that, before his injury, he was averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Um, so I think 
basically, if you look at how he is with Pollard, he's getting two-thirds of the carries, two-thirds of the snaps, two-thirds of the carries, two-thirds of the red zone touches. touches. He's involved in all phases of the game. He's just not playing 100% of the carries, but that's a high-powered offense, and two-thirds of that offense is a big portion. Yeah, he still finished as a running back one last year. Running back six. He was running back six with a bum knee. With a bum knee. Yeah. So... I, I understand there's some longevity concerns, but as, as I said, all of those players ahead of him, not, not quite all of them, but all of them are either his age, older, or have significant injury concerns or have already possibly been replaced like Antonio Gibson. Um, and I, I just think, why would you bet on players that... Uh, I think have worse situations. You talked about Austin Eckler. He's way ahead of Zeke. Austin, in terms of where he's ranked, Austin Eckler has had exactly one season where he has been a dominant fantasy football right. player. Yeah, we talked about him last week. And I'm not knocking Austin Eckler. He's a great fun fun player to watch. I think he's good at football. But you know, he's not he's not younger than Zeke. He's older than Zeke, and he arguably has a little bit less wear and tear for sure. Zeke has had a lot of wear and tear, but. If he if Zeke just was just not if he was worn down he wouldn't be averaging five and a half yards a carry before he hurt his PCL. So I I just I think he's a great guy to get at his ADP and you're likely to have a RB one for the next two years at least and I think beyond that then he'll ride off in the sunset in a Melvin Gordon fashion where he'll be an RB two for for a year or two after that I think you know he's worth a contract he's worth investing in um and i think you'll he, he can win you a championship especially because right now you're getting him as an rb2 nice i like it sean i think he is one of those guys that could be a league winner because people are going to get him late well this is in redraft yeah, but in redraft but yeah. but you but, he but could, it plays out the same for us this, in this he could be a league winner in salary cap too if you're able to get him uh from a team you know on on the cheap Right. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, is at this point in his career, he's probably not super affordable under his contract. He's probably not a steal price That's wise. True. That said, that will affect his value as well. So because he is a little pricier, you probably can get him for a little bit less. So there you go. So, yeah, if you're going for it, think about taking, getting, making a bid for Zeke there. All right. All right. Uh, my last guy here, I've got uh, running back Kareem Hunt. He's going as the running back 34 currently in Dynasty Startups. Wow. The reason he's not sexy, he just turned 27. Is he going to play, by the way? He's, he's, it, he, it sounds like he's come around. He's, he's just going to whine. Yeah, I think he'll whine. But okay. he was he was doing a hold-in, right, where he was refusing to partic- right. participate in drills. He asked for a trade. It sounds like that's not going to happen. So I expect he's going to stay with Cleveland, and he's he started participating here. Um I mean, prob- he, he, at some point in time, somebody probably said, your career was over until Cleveland decided to sign you. Yeah, <laughs> Keep I, that, you know. I think he probably knows that, too. Yeah. Um, so he's not super sexy. He's probably a one- to two-year play here. People recognize he's stuck with Chubb in Cleveland. That makes him not sexy. But when I look at Kareem Hunt, he has been a number one running back whenever he's been on the field, basically, with one exception. So his rookie season in 2017, he was the running back four. Mm-hmm. 
in 2018, he played 11 games, and in those 11 games that he played, he was the running back four again. Um, then he ran into his legal issues with the with the tape that came out. Um, so he was suspended. 2019, he moved to Cleveland, didn't play until week 10. So he played weeks 10 to 17 in 2019. He finished as the running back 19. That So that was basically after taking a year off of football for his suspension. And going and being uh, the, the, the the backup the, to, the, to, to Chubb. Exactly. Kind of right. Getting he still is RB19. Goes to a new team. He's backing somebody up or a second running back. Still running back 19. In 2020, he finished as the running back 10. And then last year, he played the first six weeks before getting hurt. He was the running back 8 during that time. Uh, he tried to come back a little later in the year, but couldn't stay healthy. So... So outside of that time where he missed games because of his suspension and switched teams, he's been a running back one every every year. And that other that one exception, he was still a running back two. Exactly. And not even a low level running back two, a mid level running back two. Exactly. Right. So, um, and you might argue, well, you know, Chubb's missed some time too. Yeah. He maybe he's putting up numbers when Chubb's gone. Everybody thinks, oh, if Chubb goes down, Hunt's mm-hmm. gonna be a monster. That actually hasn't been the case. Chubb has missed only five games over three seasons when Hunt has been active. Um, in those games, Hunt in th- in three of those games, Hunt has only put put up single I remember single that, digit I remember scoring. the the last one. I think it was in twenty twenty when everybody was like, Oh my god, Hunt's gonna be huge and he was just like, eh. Yeah. It didn't. That's didn't, not what. That's not what made him good. It's not. He puts up his production when Chubb is on the field. I mean, he does fine without him too, but sort of like three of the five games he scored in the single digits no, and half Chubb, PPR. If Chubb misses, I think Jonas Johnson is going to be the beneficiary. I, I think Hunt's going to be pretty stable. I think you're right. So I don't think we really have to worry about Chubb. It's actually a good thing when he's here for Hunt. And I, I mean. He's got a good shot, I think, at putting up running back one numbers again, and he's his ADP has him down as an RB three slash four. Four, yeah. It, it's you know the thing about about uh, Hunt, the the big obstacle is this: he's not the number one running back on his team, and it, it that puts him in the category with Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison. But it's just not fair to put him in the, that category. That but that's just mentally, people are always think well maybe this year that he just doesn't play at all and and it's all that's never happened it's never going to happen uh and and i think we have seen enough of of cream hunt in cleveland to know that he's going to be a very productive player during his time there and if he goes somewhere else he could just get the whole enchilta and and then he could be a, a high-end RB1. Exactly. He's still he's very talented. He's amazing contact balance. He's a, a physically a very good running back. He is. He's a really good running back. So if you are on the cusp of a championship and you can take a guy for one to two years, I, I, I think would, you can get him for a song. Yeah, go get him. All right, we're not going to talk long about these guys. we got a few honorable mentions that we wanted to bring up uh, before we... Before we finish the it's episode, like speed, just speed round, right? Speed, yeah, speed right. sexy, speed sexy. It's got to be a joke there. Anyway, um, yeah. So I'll talk about Miles Sanders, um, RB twenty eight. Uh, he's young. 
Uh, he's due for an extension. He's in talks with with the Eagles on an extension. Um, first two years in the league, he basically finished as a mid-level uh, RB2. Last year, he was RB40 something, or low 40s, so I guess it'd be low-end RB3. Um, per year, his yards per game were 82, 89, 76. Um, he actually, last year, he actually had more rush yards than he did his rookie year. Uh, here's the thing. His career uh, rushing yards per carry are, is 5.1, which is outstanding. It has actually increased every year. It's like 4.6, and I think last year it might have been like 5.6. Um, so he's an effective runner. He's stuck in this offense, but I don't know that if he doesn't get this contract, he could go anywhere, and I think he could be productive anywhere. Um, the big selling point for him is, is he had zero touchdowns last year. He had zero touchdowns last year. I'll say it one more time. He had zero touchdowns last year. His first two years, he had six each year. If he had six last year, which, by the way, is low touchdown volume for a starting running back, uh, his his yards per game stats would have been better than Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, A.J. Dillon, Saquon Barkley, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Michael Carter, Rashad Penny, and Kareem Hunt. So... If you think that there's he's going to get zero touchdowns again next year, fine. Don't get him. But I don't think that's true. I think he's going to do better. He's going to earn the ADP for sure. And uh, and if he goes somewhere else, I would, I would welcome him going somewhere else because he is going to be a little limited in terms of the touchdown department of Jalen Hurts. So, um, But, you know, it, I'm just factoring in six touchdowns a year. So... Um, also, I think uh, addition of A.J. Brown might actually help him. I don't think it'll hurt him. I think it'll help him because it'll put him in, in more scoring position. So, And I'm not sure you gave his ADP. He's at 28. 28. Running back 28 right yeah. now, just in case you didn't. So there you go. All right. Okay. Quick one. All right. My my quick hitter here, Brandon Cooks, or one of them. Brandon Cooks is going as the wide receiver, 32. He'll be 29 years old next month. I think he's got three more years ahead of him. Uh, after his rookie season... Cooks has finished as a high-end wide receiver, two or better, six out of his seven years. Yeah, he, nuts. Yep. So he's been, yeah, right up at that wide receiver one, wide receiver two turn. You, you got to say this, 14, 9, 12, 13, 65, yeah. 15, 16. And doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Doesn't matter what the team is. It doesn't. He's moved all over. I don't know what happened in that 65 uh, I looked at it a couple year. years ago. I did a thing on him, and I actually looked into that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was but, nothing. But uh, you're you're basically guaranteeing yourself a wide receiver two at at wide receiver three prices. So go for it. Yeah, uh, my second uh, honorable mention. We've talked about him before. It's Allen Robinson. Uh, he's stepping into a great situation in, in L.A. Um, and frankly, uh, your guy uh, and my guy uh, just got hurt. So I think that um, I'm talking about Van. So uh, I don't know how that's exactly going to play out for him, but I already liked him. His his ADP is wide receiver 36. He's not young, but he's not as old as people think he is, and I think that is a steal. And last guy, Rashad Penny, is being taken as running back 37, and I get it. He's been he's been hard to trust. Uh, t- <laughs> tough tough guy to love, uh, but he's only 26 years old. Uh, here's the the reason. This is an argument against him. 
uh, he's had a finger fracture and an ACL tear, those kind of catastrophic injuries. But the things that concern me about Penny are, he's had two knee strains, mm-hmm. a couple of hamstring strains, and a calf strain. A lot of straining. Those soft tissue injuries that recur like that are, are different ones, but they're they're all soft tissue injuries. Those do scare me. But I still think the guy was the running back one for... Half a year know, last year. A good last chunk. Five or, last five to six weeks, I think. Yeah. Exactly. So I think at running back 37, I, it's worth the risk. I, I think he's worth the risk, but I, the two reasons why I would disagree with you on this is, not two reasons, two, I have two words, and it is Ken Walker. So that, but also I think, you know, if Rashad Penny plays out this year, he's going to get another chance. He's talented as a player. He'll get a chance to play somewhere else. So if you're looking for at a guy, you can get pretty cheap. I, I understand it. Yes. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, scroll down right now. Just take a minute unless you're driving. Leave us a rating. Everybody's driving. That's probably true. Do not break the law. No, do, don't do hold that. Hold the phone down below no, no. the uh, window line. No, Sean. No, that's not what. No. Just no. wait till you get home. Hand the phone to your kid. Oh, that. And uh, tell your child about. To like hit five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Hopefully he or she can count to five. One, two, three, four, five. If, if your child can't count to five, you got some things to work on. They, they need to be doing more fantasy football because there's a lot of numbers. All right. So, yes, we'd appreciate that rating and review. Uh, check us out on Twitter. I'm at SteelPod. I'm at SteelPod, Sean. And we look forward to doing this again next week. Until then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the SteelPod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at SteelPod.